Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 21 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, where this week we'll be looking back at the horror show on the South Coast. Oh, the ball has escaped all the way through here for a Bournemouth third. Well, well, well. We'll be discussing whether this season's squad is better than last season's. Into Kurt Zuma and Everton lead. Kurt Zuma scores for the Blues, four minutes on the clock. And we're going to look ahead to the visit of Sheffield United. So lads, not a particularly positive air around the room today. Uh, disappointing result down at Bournemouth. Where do you even begin to, to analyse that game? Well, look, we're recording straight after the match here, aren't we? So it's it's always highly emotional, isn't it? Uh, it's hard not to be super, super annoyed with that result. But um, Pete and I watched it together and... Um, I genuinely thought, if, and I'm not just trying to be positive for the sake of being positive or anything like that, I genuinely thought we actually didn't play too badly, apart from the defence, and we'll come on to that in a bit. I thought we were zipping the ball about, we were playing certainly a lot quicker than we did against Villa away, and we were creating chances, and you know, on another day, we probably would have won that game, or at least got a point out of it. Um, I don't know what you thought, Pete. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, for me, it's relatively cut and dry. Totally fell apart with the defence. I thought going forward, we looked dangerous. We've got you know bright players. We've got options on the bench. But defensively, I think particularly the two centre-halves, but also as a team, we were just terrible today. It was like getting in a time machine and going back to like pre-January this year. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we were unrecognisable. Well, we, well, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, you know, over the course of pre-season, before the transfer window closed. and We, we all said that we needed another centre-half in, didn't we? Uh, how vital that was. Obviously, we got to the last game, uh, sorry, the last day in the, in the transfer window and, and it didn't come off. And a lot of thought was that, well, at some point in the season, that's going to sort of be, become our, our downfall mm. in a way. Now, I don't want to be saying after five games, oh, yeah, this is this is proving that point. But it is it is a concern when you've got... And to be fair, two centre-halves who at times this season have done really well. Mina, we, we know he's, he's really... Mina played on. quite well today. I mean, I mean, he was at fault for the last goal because he's not reacted after winning that first mm. header. But his distribution on the ball, I felt a lot more confident with him on the ball. I think if you looked at his passing stats, he's right up there. He, he didn't really... I mean, Keane gave the ball away a lot more, didn't he? Uh, I know Keane had a very dodgy display in midweek for England and he seems to have dragged that form into into this game a little bit for me. He didn't look as confident playing the ball out of defence. Um, and, you know, arguably... You know, is at fault um, for a couple of the goals, but I th- it's just it's just immensely frustrating. I can see it. some people have dug silver out on Twitter saying that you know, look at him, he's not even reacting, he's on the bench, he's not even having a go at his players. But I, I could totally feel his frustration because we were we were the better team. Yeah, mm. if you if you talk about as as a match, we were the better team, and we've gifted him 
We've literally gifted him all three goals. But we, I mean, well, let, let's let's talk about the goals and show because the, the first goal, watching that, absolutely horrific defending from a set piece. And we, we all know again, going back to last season, how we struggled defending uh, set pieces. But for that ball to be flicked on, and it, it was Calvert Lewin back post for me. Just didn't, didn't he just off. he just let he did switch off. Josh King come round the back of him, didn't he? Yeah. And then just played the ball back across, and before we know it, it's in the back of the net. Well, that's it. There's been three touches by Bournemouth players yeah. since that corner's been taken, and that's yeah. just inexcusable. I think for but, any football team defending a set piece at any level. 100%. And the thing is, if you rewind it before that, and I said to you, Pete, as well, we were building an attack. I think Richarlison uh, was in, we were in their final third, you know, where we spent most of the initial start of the game, by the way. We started bright. You know, if we're going to, let's have it right. We started bright. Mm-hmm. We looked the better side. And then Richarlison needlessly gave the ball away in the in, in their third and straight away on the transition they were on to us now they won a free kick that resulted in nothing but then they got the corner and then from the corner obviously they got the goal and it's, you know as a manager there you must be sitting there going like that is just ridiculous you know they've gone from literally attacking there to suddenly you know a minute later two minutes later it's in the back of our net and then obviously on the corner itself you're right Pete I mean we lost that first header at the near post and then it was danger after that and then we didn't react to either of the second balls did we and then, you know, you're just absolutely seething because, again, you know, it's not as if they were, you know, because at Bournemouth, and we said this before the game, you know, they've got a decent home record. They gave City a cracking game the other week uh, and lucky not to get something out of that. So they are very good at home, but they're also very susceptible at home as well, aren't they? You know, they do concede goals and it was just immensely frustrating really there. Um, but, but the thing is, though, we, yeah, it was a frustrating goal to concede and, and it was poor defensively from Calvert-Lewin. As you say, we had, we had three Bournemouth players touching the ball before when in the back of the net. But then we did, we did react and we got the goal, didn't we? I saw the stroke of half time. A man who needed to score in Calvert Lewin. Mm. Thought it was a great header, by the way. Well, it was, well, it, it was fun. Yeah, and it wasn't, you know, the, the ball in from Richarlison, it wasn't a particularly, it wasn't whipped, whipped, there wasn't much pace on the ball. Calvert Lewin's got above the defender there. You know, use, as, as you say on Skyler time, use his neck muscles, headed in off the bar, and it's in. And you think, yeah, okay, fantastic. The kid needs to score. You know, he's come in today for, for Keane. I'm, I'm sure there were a few eyebrows raised when that decision was made by a lot of people. Uh, but he's come in, he's got his goal, and you think, yeah, great. What a, what a time to score. Mm. And can we kick on now, second half, and, and try and win the game? Well, he was getting a lot of abuse before that because I had a quick look at Twitter before he scored that goal. And I didn't think he was having that bad a game. They were basing it purely, I think most people were basing it purely on there was, there was a bit of a scramble on there in their box and it fell to him and he, he probably should have laid it off and he tried to have a you know a bit of a wild shot and blaze it well over with his left foot and then straight away it's like, it's like the first thing he does wrong it's like anyone you know, he's a scapegoat and Schneidlin was another one who's a scapegoat and to be honest Schneidlin I, I, I don't think he was that bad today I don't think he's been that bad for us this season if anything you could probably say with Gomez out for me, maybe did we really need him and Delph? That's probably the argument I'd possibly put at the manager's door. But goal. he certainly wasn't at fault for any of the no. three goals, was he? No, and it's easy to scapegoat people straight away. You know, all every team, you know, every fan uh, in, for every team out there has their scapegoat players, and he before for us it was Barkley. Now, now obviously there's a few other players. But you know, going back to your point, Mike, you took that goal well. We deserve to be at least one-one at half time, and I just thought, you know, one-one, okay, reset, start again, but. Again, it's just you know the second goal was absolutely ridiculous, wasn't it, Pete? I mean, it's just well again set set piece and Delft's gone for it with his wrong foot, hasn't he? Yeah, but it was before that. It's it's, it's what led to the foul. Again, we were on top. Sigurdsson had a good chance. Keeper saved it. Well, look, it was naive for Richarlison to bring him down there, was he? Yeah. Never needed to go to ground. No, but it, exactly that. Yeah, and, and but the frustrating thing is for me, we looked the team. They were rocking. We'd pen mm. them in. We you know we weren't exactly creating thirty forty chances, but what I'm saying is we we looked like we were going to be the be- you know the best side. Even the commentary was finally saying, "Well, look, Everton are on top here. They're penning them in," and then King's just literally old fashioned, got his head down and just ran as fast as he could with it. And Richarlison just needlessly took him out, like, yeah. just needlessly took him out. You know, when you're running at that pace, it would have been very difficult for him to have done some have an end product with the ball. You know, and he had he had the uh, defenders covering as well, and he just decides like he's gone past me here. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna basically take him out and take up take so, take a free kick. I know we've not even touched on the third goal yet, but here's the question for you both. You explain to me how that's Marco Silva's fault because that seems to be the opinion from what we've seen of 90-95% of Everton fans on Twitter and the engagement that we've had. It's a, it's an easy it's an easy comment to make, isn't it? It's an easy comment to make 
Oh, frustration. Frustration oh. post-match. Who do you always look at? It's the manager. We, we, we've been here, not, not in, in the same kind of terms, but when we first started to call them back in February, we've been here. We were going through a really rough period of time and the manager was the one with his head on the chop, uh, chopping block, so to speak, wasn't he? And it's, it's so easy to fall back into, well, yeah, it's a manager's fault, it's a manager's fault. Look at those three goals today. Mm. They are all avoidable goals for me. All avoidable. I agree, and for me, individual mistakes. Yeah, yeah. and, and you that, can't, as a manager, account for individual no, mistakes. Exactly that. Yeah, the manager's job, in, in essence, is, is to prepare that team the best way he can and pick the best team he thinks you've performed well in training and whatever for, for that match. And he set us up there, okay, we'll come on to formation in a second. But like, like I said, as, as, a, as a microcosm across the whole match, we were the better team. We were the better team. We passed it, we zipped it around. As I said, it was quicker football. You know, Delph was getting on it, dictating it in midfield. There will be some lovely stuff on the half turn. You know, he probably looked more effective coming coming into the middle. We we just looked a little bit, you know, a lot more sharper. Well, let me throw just a few stats out out there from today's game. Possession sixty forty Everton's favour. Yeah. Um, shots on target similar, six similar, five five to us. Total shots thirteen to them, fourteen to us. That's the telling stat for me. Those two, the fact that we had sixty percent of the ball, we yeah. had most of the play. And yet we still gave Bournemouth the same amount of opportunity. It's counter, though, isn't it? They, 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 they're set up for the counter, though, aren't they? And they, they, they were waiting. They, to, they were waiting to tran- We're waiting for the ball to be turned over and then literally transition straight away. That's where the only way you looked a bit dangerous. For a counter-attacking team, there's no way they should be having 16 or so shots on our goal. We we made it far too easy for them to get shooting opportunities. Well, let's, well we, we went to Twitter after the game as, as we as we like to do and asking people what the thoughts what the thoughts on the game were and who was to blame and so on. And I'll bring this one up just because it, it ties nicely in with what we're what we're saying now. Um at underscore Doug Mister on Twitter has said play two off front and one defensive midfield against the clubs we should be beating. We create nothing and the slowest team in the preliminary build-up. 12-yard passes all the way to the final third when one good pass forward would have done away with about 20. Possession means nothing. And I'll, I'll, I'll go on that possession means nothing because mm. totally correct. We, we do find ourselves in the majority of our games having so much of the ball. And how many times have we said, early this, obviously, 25 games in, have we said, we have a lot of the ball, we get to that final third, and we do nothing with it. We, we, we I don't think the formation that. helps that. I don't think that. I don't. I don't agree with a lot of that point as well, though, about having to go play the two up top and then kind of you know the, the, the divine right that we should be going there and beating. No, we shouldn't. But you said no, we one, one holding midfielder against Bournemouth and they're playing counter attack. They could do you like nice new butter. Well, exactly. I, I, I just think we've got no divine right to go there and win. You know, for the team that maybe we want to be down in the future, yeah, we can do that. But look, look at Norwich yesterday. Norwich had five or six players out. You know. Team, people were calling it's going to be the 9-0 uh, for United Ipswich is under threat here and they go and beat City they go and beat City you know so every game in the Premier League is a tough game and I've said it before Bournemouth have had some great scouts down there they've beaten some top teams yeah. you know we have no divine right to go there for a team that's in transition a team that's obviously trying to settle under silver because we've got a lot of new signings go there and win 3 or 4-0 comfortably we've got no right to do that you're absolutely right we've got no divine right but we have to go there and be good enough and we weren't yeah but, yeah but I think but but I thought we were good enough, as I said, if it wasn't for those stupid mistakes. And that's what you're mm. saying. Going back to the silver point, you know, he set the team to play in a certain way. And we've zipped it about quite well. We've passed it. We've had more of the ball. We've created chances. I mean, Richarlison massively unlucky with the worldly effort there. That would have been literally, you know, a contender for goal of the season. You know, that that goes in. You know, suddenly we're one nil up, and it's a totally a totally different game. But obviously, it didn't. It was a great effort. We had another couple of half chances, but we got the goal to make it one one. And then second half, we're well on top again. Twenty minutes in. And then we give away that free kick. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's look. Callum, Callum's been in touch, um, obviously on the show uh, last last yeah. or two weeks ago uh, at WF Analyst, and he said we keep making the same mistakes in possession mm. and play right into their hands. And he's also saying he's not having Sigurdsson as a number ten either. What you know? No, but, well, we've discussed this. Before. We, we have, we have, yeah. Right. Well, going back to that, I was going to ask you, you boys there. Right, we'll, we'll answer the same same question there. Um, do you think he got the start in eleven right today, with Gomez out injured? No, so I'll ask you to do that now. So it's a similar type of point to what Callum's saying. I I don't like playing two midfielders who are a bit more well more defensively minded. I would have gone for after he's had a good week away with England under twenty ones. 
I would have liked to have seen Davis in there. Mm. It's great in hindsight for me to sit here and say that. Yeah, it's easy in hindsight. But yeah. I thought the way instead that, of Schneidly. Yeah, I and having Delph protecting. I think so, and I think the way that Silva's talked up Davis this week as well after he's come back from international duty, he's been highlighted as well in the media about how well he's done. I just thought, yeah, I can, I can see him. Obviously, we all thought Gomez was going to be fit. We did, but then Everton leaked the team didn't they, a few days ago. Yeah, what was that about? Which was, yeah, well, well that's, that, that's just Everton Twitter, isn't it? But they leaked the team and there was no Gomez in the squad at all, was there? But I like to think if, if Gomez is not fit, I'd like to see Davis give him more responsibility and being brought into the side. Because if he doesn't, he ain't going to improve. He's never going to be that player that I think that he can be for Everton. Because I'd love to see the kids succeed. Really I, I, I agree. The thing is, he's not, played, he's not played a minute of football this season, has he, Forrest Davis? So as much as I'd, I'd like to see him get minutes and be on the pitch, for me, today Marco Silva picked the right team. And yeah. I, I would, I, I'd pick that team again because the problem was the centre-halves. Yeah, no, I, I can see see both points there. My, my point is, Callum, to, to address Callum at number 10, I would have played that team, bar one change, potentially, and it wouldn't have been Davis or Schneiderlin. For me, it would have been a Wobie playing through the middle, right, as the 10th, and I'd have had Bernard on, on the left to cover his position, and I'd have had a drop Siggy back into cover, if you want to call it the 8, and then have Delft playing the 6. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd have done. Because then we've said it before, Sigurdsson... Again, inflicts and starts got in the game, but again was on the periphery of it. For me, he's not he's not an out and out ten. You know, you saw him in Wolves the other day. He got a bit of success pulling out to the right, didn't he? Whipping a couple of balls in. I just think maybe having him instead of Davis in that in that eight may have been the one because he has got the legs to be able to do that and play in that position. And then Iwobi for me looked his most dangerous when he was playing through the middle because Sotty Silva did that when he took when he took uh, when he made his subs. Um, so maybe that's what I would have potentially done because obviously Bernard is, can probably count himself a little bit unlucky to have been dropped, doesn't he? More recently, but again, it's just it's just so frustrating to watch this game and to some extent the Villa game of the week, mm. where I think we played better today than the Villa game. But I just thought, you know, we're the better side here. We're the better side. Let, let let let's 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 put this team away. You know, we've just seen Watford against Arsenal. There, okay, Watford made a great comeback second, but look at the difference that Aubameyang gives you. And we've said this before, okay. And it's probably banging the same drum. But the difference an out and out forward gives you, you literally half a chance as a goal. Do you know what I mean? Over the course of a season, I completely agree with you on the on the Aubameyang point. But for me, again today, it was about the defence. You know, and all the people calling for Marco Silva's head, and the, some, there was some shouts about Mourinho on know, Twitter, and, and not just from one or two people. I, I don't know what where this has come from. But look, we didn't get Zuma. And prior to uh, the start of the season, the three of us were saying like, how important, how crucial that signing was. We even went in for Smalling. We went in for Rocco. Yeah. Went in for Tamori. And none of them came off. And I think Marco Silva's, Silva knew, didn't he? Silva's he knew got him. to be really disappointed. And he can only work with what he's got. Yeah. He knew. And we, I think we, we started off the season really solid at the back. But I think almost to the detriment of going forward. We didn't score many goals either, did we, at the start. Even though we kept clean sheets. I think he, his mindset was... Let's just be, be solid and then let's just try and win. Well, we, we can't, we can't seem to combine well, it too, can we? Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So I think it's the, the Wolves game, we were great going forward, scored three goals, but we conceded two, we conceded two, didn't we? Correct. So we can't, we can't seem to string basically uh, our defence and our attacking formations together mm. so that as a unit we're, we're, we're strong throughout. So if we look at the back end of last season, United game as, as a, a case in point, defensively, really, really strong, scored for. See, yeah. this season. Yeah, but that's at home. It is, yeah, no, that's at home. It's the away from home no, it is. issue that, that, that's well, we a problem. Still, we, went, we went to West Ham and beat them 2 0 away and could have scored probably 4 or yeah, 5. The 0 0 at, at Chelsea. I know yeah. it was a, a 0 0 draw. And we have a We had chances. We had chances. So the point is, we need to get to that point where everyone's comfortable within the formation and and the defence and the attack are working as one. Because if you don't, that's where it falls apart. Exactly. Pete, Pete was bang on that. Individual errors, you can't blame the manager for that. Individual errors. He'll be sitting there going, why have we given away another free kick there? Why have you lost the ball in our in their final third? And our, you know, and literally that's led to a free kick, that's led to a corner, that's led to the goal. You know, as a manager, you're just sitting there going, you'd be you'd be actually tearing your hair out when you're going, What is going on here? Because you know, if, if we if we were solid enough at the back today, cut out those errors, we'd probably win that game. Mm. Yeah, you know, we we probably win that game. even the third goal, which we haven't touched on yet. I mean, that was, you know, it's just absolutely soft. It was like Rico just literally putting his foot through it on the volley. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and it's just gone over the top. And, you know, 
he's literally in one on one with literally a punt over the top. It's an awful, it's yeah, a, it's I mean, an awful ball to concede. I mean, it's Keane, a simple finish. I mean, the ball's bouncing, just put it in. Keane played him on. Uh, Mina, as you said before, haven't Didn't recovered from playing yeah, that yeah. first header. So the two centre halves there for me are, are both probably uh, to blame for that particular goal. As you say, it's just a punt off field. Wilson's on to it. Lobs over Pickford's head. Yeah, good finish and all that. But yeah, it's, an it's, it's again, you know, as we've said, all three goals today were totally avoidable for me. And they were down to individual errors. I mean, so, to put a bit of a, not much of a positive spin, but a, a bit of a dose of reality. We've had the... Uh, at Bobby B EFC and he said Yeah he makes a good point yeah. I, I yeah. does a re- yeah really good point and looks at things, you know, not not being reactive or emotive, just a real honest opinion. Got to take our chances. General players good, but like last season giving soft goals away from set plays. Miss Gomez today, thought Delp was good and also Bobby uh, DCL took his goal well. No panic for me, move on to the next game. So a little yeah. bit of yeah it, it is hard, and and we we said that we before we started recording, we have got a bit of a feel or the same kind of feel as when we got beat by by Villa a few weeks ago on that Friday night football, and it's a similar kind of feeling, and you're disappointed, and as much as you say we've got no divine night to go down to Bournemouth and expect to to win the game, I still feel that we've got a better side than Bournemouth. We and proved should, it today, and, sh- and should be getting the results. So that's why it's disappointing, you know. If if you go to to Man City and get beat three one, you're disappointed you haven't won the game, but it's. There's, yeah, there's really, really expectancy there, mm. isn't it? Unfortunately, that's where we are at the moment. Going down to Bournemouth, we said a few weeks ago, it's a tough place to go. It's a tight, it's a tight pitch. There's always goals. Again, there was goals today, but it just, it just didn't click. And there's issues there, as we said at the back. But it was mainly down today. The downfall of, of Everton was down to those individual errors, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was. That's, it was. That, that's what the manager kind of like for. But, and that's why you can't jump on his back and start saying, right, he's lucky to still be yeah. in the job. You know, Mourinho shouts, let's let, you know, it's five games in. And we had similar shouts, didn't we, uh, toward Christmas last season when we went through that bad run. But I think what you just said there, Mike, that's the thing that gives me hope because Marco Silva coached it out of the side last season, got us really solid, playing great football, and I think he'll do it again. Yeah, I, I do I as agree. well. I, totally I, I, do, I do as well. And I just think, you know, and I've said it before on a... On a, on a Pod a couple of a couple of episodes ago, you know, it's just we need to be taking advantage of when we're on top. We're, you know, if we're dominating the midfield like we have done in that Villa game, we have done today, where we've been the better team, we just need to be more ruthless and we need to basically put these get get the first goal, get the second, put the game to bed, get rid of it. You know what I mean? I mean, Calvert Lewin did have another chance at one one, Pete, on it where he mm. he tried to nick it round the keeper. Cooks made a horrible mistake. He's unlucky actually, but he's done the right thing. He tried to knock it round and go the other way, and the keeper's just got his foot on it. Otherwise, that's 2-1. And then two minutes later, obviously, the free kick's given away in the goal. So it's just fine margins. I, I just hope we don't, again, I've said it before, we just don't rue the chance we haven't got that ruthless the ruthless forward to put these teams away. It feels like we all agree we were the better team. But I think the question for me is, are we a better team? Compared to last season? Yeah. Well, Which is obviously touching on to the next topic. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. Right. That, and that is the, that is the burning question. Uh, I think I think we, we've got slightly different opinions, mm. haven't we? And, and, you know what? Bring you in there, Pete, because what what are your thoughts on 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 the squad as a whole? Do you think that that's a better squad than last season? So I think Marco Silva now has a weaker squad than he did between January and let's say May um, of this year. Why? Number one, Kurt Zuma. So we've lost our arguably arguably our best centre half. I agree. And also, we've lost our best centre-half pairing. Mm-hmm. And I think Garner, it, well, I always thought he was underrated. And I just think he's such a hard player to replace. Yes, Fabian Delph is, is great, but he's not Garner. He's a different type of player and he's got a bed in the squad. Yeah, we've got new players in with lots of potential, but I just don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're as good now as what we were. And I think Silver's got to bring us back up to level. Um, I can see your points you make I think they're good points I do think I disagree with it slightly in the, in the fact that I think if you look at the squad we had and how bloated it was and into that I think we've got rid of for me the right players and still probably could have got rid of a few more but he now has more choice in terms of who you know more competition for places you've got the likes of Awobis come in to you know to compete with Sigurdsson or Bernard really, because he can play in those both of us and he started his career well at Everton. You've also got, yeah, I do agree with the centre-back 
pairing. I do think we've probably got weaker there than we were last season, and, and time will tell. Certainly today, you know, it certainly looks that way. I think when you know, arguably the signing of Keane up front, we're probably you know, in theory, on paper, probably more more should be more of a goal threat uh, up front in that the sort of number nine position. Um, Gabamin very unlucky to get injured and we, we don't know what impact this, that lad's going to have in his early the early signs are he looked half decent you know looked good on the ball strong you're talking but, a lot about potential aren't you yeah you are because it's only five games in we're based on a very small window exactly here, so, so this is my point as we are now we're not as good but but we've also got two, two guys finally Coleman's got you know for me Sadibi should will definitely be pushing him now because he'll probably play in the cup I thought Coleman today again a bit iffy as well I mean going forward just just lacks that end product again, and it just for me it just especially down that right hand side when he gets to some great positions we just we just waste we end up wasting the ball far too often. So Sadibi will push him, maybe even push push him and get into the team. Uh, it's up to him to do that now. Um, I just think I think overall I think as a window it wasn't a great window, but it was a sort of a decent enough window if, if you like. But you know the missing out on Zahar, missing out on potentially. You know, Decore and maybe a few other players. Yeah, Silva's got probably going to be a bit cheesed off there in, in that respect, I think. I don't know what you think, Mike. That would, if you go back to when the window closed and we recorded, and we all said out of 10, we'd score at least an eight, yeah. eight and a half. So as, as a window, we thought it was, a, it was a good window. The downfall in the window was the fact that we didn't get a centre half. That, yeah. was, that was all our thoughts. So for me, that then says to me, well, we've done well there. That's, there's no word of a lie. That squad, and you talk about potential piece, and that's probably the word that, that we'll use there. Potential is probably the word. That squad has got much more potential than what the squad that we had last okay. season. Agreed. For me, for me. You know, you've, you've got to look at, unfortunately, the fact that Gabamon's got injured so early on, and he's going to be out for two months. So obviously, he will have come in naturally and play that number six role. So although it's not Ansisa Gay, he was a player brought in mm-hmm. to replace the outgoing Ansisa Gay to fit into this new Marco Silva system. Currently, we've got Delft playing there. We were unlucky today, the fact that Gomez, you know, so so talented, so so good on the ball, was not fit. Well, arguably our best midfielder. Potentially yeah. so, yeah, potentially yeah. so. We brought in quality in Alex Awobi. Um, you know, we, he's, he's, Alex Awobi is removed one of our one of our real talents in Bernard, who's really unlucky, by the way, mm-hmm. to be removed from the side, but he's been removed. You've brought in what looks to be a real talented centre-forward in, in Moise Keane. Um, the only thing with with that the, the keen bit is 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 that he's still not proven yet, is he? he? We're buying potential, and I agree. I think you know the signs are he'll go on hopefully for us and be be a top forward, but his potential isn't it? He's a nineteen year old kid, and at the moment you just you know it's easy to say it now, but I just think you'd rather someone a little bit more proven maybe. Yeah, you know, but it's, someone, it's all. It's you know, they had Wilson up front today. Would Wilson get in our team? Yeah, and well, that's how you've got to look at it. Isn't it? And Bournemouth. For, you know, as a squad, man for man aren't as good as us, are they? But they've arguably got a better front two in 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 they, Wilson and King than than we've got. Yeah, but I don't want to compare compare us to to, to those kind of teams. No, but you, you know, see what I'm saying? We don't have that same goal we trend, do we? But what what I like about what we've done with the with this last transfer window was that we have bought in potential. We haven't just brought in, you know, people who were say twenty six, twenty seven who might have been there done it already or even older mm. than that. We we've we've brought him one of the hottest prospects in Europe in terms of Moise Keane. You know, we he, he was so highly thought of. What a sign and forever. What what a coup. We all said at the time for us to get someone like like him in. You know, Alex Awobi, a proven Premier League player who's twenty three years of age, fantastic signing. He's got he's shown already he's got goals yeah. in his locker. We've got an experienced centre mid in Fabian Delph, which is he's shown not, not his best game today, but he's shown... I don't think there. he was that bad today. You know? No, but it's not, not his best I, game. I mean, you know, it wasn't amazing, but I, th- I, I liked his attitude. I liked the fact he was rolling some of the well, players. You can see him, I, I think for me, just give him the captaincy. I know that's a big thing to say after a couple of games, but already you can see he's a natural leader. And, you know, he was rightly cheesed off with some of the goals. He had every right to be cheesed off. In the first half, there was some lovely little one-touch stuff. He was giving the ball quickly around the corner, flipping it around the corner, that sort of... You know, I, I thought... He wasn't too bad today. I, he had his worst game for me today. I'm not saying he, he had a stinker, but close to it for me. I don't think he was a stinker. I don't think he was a stinker. But, I think, but, but the point is, he, he's been brought in, and he and he adds quality to the squad, doesn't he? Let's 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 get it right. 
You know, he's you, more you, progressive on the ball than Garner. He is. You brought in a right back who's a World Cup winner. He should be putting Seamus Coleman. So therefore, that's better than having John Joe Kenny and his level that he, that he was yeah. last season. You brought in a, a better second uh, choice goalkeeper for Lazel for me. He's better than, than the hologram. So, and look, I agree with you both on the potential. I, I think yeah, the, well, the, point, the, point the is future's you, bright, but the, the point for me is the team we've got at the moment is not as good as the team that we had to finish last season. So we might, I, I'm sure we'll get better as the season goes on and we're going to, you know, everything are going to be a lot better than they were today. But I just think right now for this first block of fixtures, Marco Silva's got a worse 18 to try and get results with. I disagree. No, I disagree. The only thing that I agree on in regards to the worse offer is centre-half. It's a big thing. And, we, it, and it's proven against today. It's a massive thing. If Kajima plays today, probably we don't concede two of those goals. It's a bold statement. But because he's got that recovery pace, that, that third goal, it wouldn't happen, in my opinion. He's, 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 he's probably a bit more switched on. So, yeah. so if I said to you both now, OK, you can have Garner or Delph, who you're choosing. Different players. Depending. But that, I'm, not, I'm not asking for the, the, the similarities yeah, but, and differences. I'm asking who would you have. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, but, but Delph wasn't brought into your place as he's again. Oh. Gabama was the one who was brought in. Yeah, but, I feel like there's some serious question dodging going on here. Oh, there's, there's also an argument to make. There's, there's an argument to make. As good as Garner was, and he was a one-man midfield at times. As good as he was, he did inhibit his playing against the so-called in inverted commas weaker teams because obviously he was more of, more of you know, a guy that put out the fires, wasn't he? You know what I mean? He wasn't a guy that you'd you'd ever admire and go, "That's a great ball," or you know. He, Silver, to be fair, in the last last half of the season did make him more progressive on the ball, and we may have seen maybe you know that Garner this year. But look, the facts are, it is what it is. He's gone. I don't think you know for for, for the amount of people that slagged off Delph saying why the hell are we getting him, and now he soon changed people's minds very quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Well, you can see, you can see it like you, <laughs> like you, yeah. But you can, you can see, look, he's, he's very he's very comfortable on the ball, very comfortable in possession. He likes to tackle. He's a winner, and he's, and he's a winner. And, 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 and to be fair, his leadership will come through eventually. And you know, the more games he gets on his legs, he'll only get better. And hopefully, he'll stay fit. That's the key as well. Hopefully, he'll stay fit. But I, I, I just said, I just think if you were to ask Silver personally and get him and sit him down, you probably would say that you know we probably two maybe two players there that I would uh, would rather have had to to, com- to complete the window, and that would have been a forward a bit more proven. And, and then obviously Zima at centre half. I think he was just just having a centre half because I, I I like the fact we've got a couple of lads up top who who are young. You know, the this Cavalier was still fairly raw at twenty two. Here's one for you. Would you? It's easy to say it now on the back of his form, but we were linked with Tammy Abraham, right? Would Would you have had Tammy Abraham? I had this discussion um, while the window was open with people, and I mm. said no. I didn't. I didn't think he he would be great for Everton. I mean, he scored obviously. He scored that. Scored seven and three. Yes. He has. No, he has. No, I, I'd, I'd have had him. I'd but, have had him. But is he? So is he any better than Calvert Lewin? I don't I know. Think so. I, I don't think know. I don't know. I don't know. I think he he scored. They said on Sky before he scored. Uh, okay, albeit some of it in the championship, he scored sixty five goals in his career so far. I think he's a better finisher than Calvert Lewin. I, yeah, I spoke to a Villa fan in the week actually. Um, I, I was chatting with a guy who was a Villa fan. And he was. I asked him what were your thoughts on 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 Abraham, and he said he obviously scored all those goals from the championship. He said, "Yeah, look, talented, got a bit of an all round game, he's good in the air, powerful, fairly quick, um, and we'll get different types of goals." But he said he's one of those players that needed three or four chances to get a goal. That's what he said. But look, he scored seven and three for Chelsea, and I know Chelsea have got some really good players, and they are a bit of a sort of a weird team at the minute. But yeah, you know, the stat says, "Oh, he scored seven in three games." Yeah, you know, that that's a goal threat, isn't it? Yeah, but that's I mean, a wonderful thing, isn't it? Of course it you is. Know. No, I'm just trying to say, if you could have got someone in there now, would you have got someone like him in? No, As because he's, he's in the same mould. He's the same sort of age bracket. I know you're inhibiting DCL so, so there, but yeah. you've also got to be ruthless, haven't you? Yeah, you have. You've got then, to be ruthless. But the, the point you were making earlier on was, well, if you're going to bring in Moish Keane, which is a one-stop Moish Keane for it. No, I've still got Keane. I've still got Keane. Why then would you bring in another kid who's 21, 22 and Abraham? You wouldn't do... Well, but he's a little bit more proven in the English but, game, But you're better off bringing in someone like a Josh King or Callum Wilson. Who I said this when I, when I spoke to to Graham Sharp a few months ago, and he said, "Do you think Everton should look after for the the transfer window as a striker?" And I went, "I think Josh King would be ideal for Everton. I think he'd be absolutely fantastic, and he'd fit into our side. He's proven he scored goals. If you're going to get someone like that, plus a kid in in Moise Keane, please don't go out and buy two of them. Don't no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. I just look, I just look at someone like Abraham now and his all round game. He plays on his own at front, or has been playing on his own at front." 
for, for Chelsea so far. So, you know, I know they've had an indifferent start, but he, has, he, he does look like a guy who's going to get 20 goals. He's, he's nearly halfway there already. You know what I mean? And we've only played five well, games. What are the two you, know you think about the rotation between Calvert-Lewin and Moise Keane? I understood it today. I got, I got it today because yeah, Moise Keane had been away with Italy, the other 21s and what have you. So I, I do get it. Calvert-Lewin's a lot fresher. Scored his goal, which is probably is proving the mind yeah. right. Um, Plus the way away from home, and the way he probably wanted to play, you know, I thought that that was probably the wise decision. To be fair, I know a lot of people were saying yeah, Keane should have started, but I just think he'll play Keane more at home in you, the home you, game. You, you'll probably see him come back in against Sheffield United. Yeah, at home next week. Yeah, Cavalier would be unlucky because he scored the goal, but I think yeah, it suits him at the moment as a as a nineteen year old lad. It suits him to play at home in front of his fans. Um, and yeah I've got no problem with it and both of them know that's what Silva's going to do he's told the two of them they're going to both going to be used throughout the season going to rotate you there's plenty of games you know you're dying for Keane to score I know we are we're all sitting here with Galato shirts on at the moment you know so we're, we're all better at you then yeah I know yeah um, but you know his time will come won't it and, and you know he's, he's been fair and honest Silva said the two are going to get game time but I just go on sorry Mike go on what are you saying I was just going to say on the back of your point there, then Pete. Would you would and there's been a few calls for this as well from from the likes of Andy Alpavotti and a few others as well. Do we bin this formation off? Do we bin this formation off where it does allow us to control a lot of the ball, but forces out wide a lot, forces us to put a lot of crosses in, which is playing into some of these teams' hands. But we haven't got we haven't got the players who are fit at the moment to play in, in the in a proper four. Exactly. He played four three three, didn't he, at Watford? And he's done it a lot of his other teams. Could he could he have played four three three today? No, because, no, I don't think. Well, it will be Bernard, Richarlison. But then Snyder for me is not just not good no. to play. Is that 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 one who sits as a well, six? Could Dell play as a six? I don't know. I, I think I think you need to be slightly more progressive, really. That that's where Gabbaman comes in. You know, I know it's it sounds a little bit stupid because we're, we're a wash with centre mids, aren't we? Really, but I think he could have played. I think he could have played four three three today. I I, I think he could have played a Wobie. Potentially off the left, Charleston off the right, obviously Cavalier or, or, or Keane through the middle, and then have, you know, I, I would have had Delfs playing in the six. But it's all about that triangle, isn't it, yeah. in the middle? And, and the, the th- those three players that play in the middle of midfield need to know how to play together and need to know how to play the system. And it's easy for people to say, isn't it, go 4 3 3, go 4 3 3, but look, they've got to work on this for weeks and weeks no, to, no, get, I, I, to, I get, to get the shape, get the system. You know, transition from attack to defence. You can't just ping it in one no, week, but especially not away from the international break. He could have worked on it, like you know, for, 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 for a week. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is almost a little bit of devil's advocate. Sure, he's not on his feet up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like on the golf course, like Ronald, um, or eating pies like Sam. But um, no, but I, I genuinely think, like, you know, I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate a little bit. I'm just trying to see what you guys think. It's easy to say that now, obviously on the back of a loss when we probably should have got something out of the game. But do we do we need to change it up a bit or be a bit more flexible? You know, I mean, Lampard the other day changed it up, didn't he? Went he went three at the back, and they, we, and we, they we, were we, four 0 up. They were four 0 up at Wolves at Wolves on the back of you know a couple of tough results. Or I think you know we I mean? need to do the basics better. We lost the game today because of individual errors, and we didn't do the basic defensive side of the game well enough. We go to Bournemouth and we're solid at the back. We win that game. We grind them down because we're so good going forward and we've got options off the bench. But, but, and like you say, so you wouldn't play for neither. Neither of you would change the formation. I though. think that's what we, he's going to. Well, we know that's what he's going to go into. And it won't if if Gabbana was fit. You might have seen us sort of start to properly introduce that yeah, now. But, yeah, but is it important but to be flexible? Is what I'm trying to say. Massively, to massively. You know I mean? And we, we said it time and again, we, we said it a few weeks ago, we need to be flexible as a team. The best sides are flexible and they can flip from one formation to the next. If you want to play three at the back, you've got to be a top two or three side for me. Mm. Chelsea and, did it the other day though. You, you, and that, that's all well and good. But Chelsea, have, I've got this uh, instilled experience and, and the, a lot of them have been winners already. Within, within the club within Chelsea so, so and have played that system under Conte yeah make, 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 make no mistake as much yeah, as Samori came in didn't he did well didn't but he? as much as they, as they they are catchable this season Chelsea because they couldn't buy anyone they've still got quality players mm. within their side you know so let's not forget that they're a quality side we need to be flexible and we will become flexible we've, we've still got a way to go and still got certain quality of players to bring in to be flexible or more flexible than we are now I, I, I just think I think he needs to be able to just 
be able to look if you're Eddie Howe there at the start of that week there and or in, in the international break, he already knows pretty much guarantee how Everton are gonna set up in that game. And he'll be preparing all week, preparing against the four two three one formation. And he literally would have been. I mean, we leaked this. We leaked the team to him two days ago. Yeah, but we didn't lose so the he, game because yeah. of the formation. I no, think. No. I think Eddie Howe's got it spot on because what he's done is he said we need to attack Everton today to win. Yeah, well, the he's game. got. He's, yeah, he's gone all and out. That's, that's what he's got right. Yeah, no, but but what I'm trying to say is, is he will. If 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 you're if you're Eddie Howe going into that game going we we played four three three against one team this season, then we played four two three one, then we played four three three again. He's thinking about what team are they going to play here. Yeah, that, but, that, that, but, but this that, is my point. That to be makes able, you unpredictable. But people. to be able to do that, you, you know, players need to work on that system week in, week be. out to know exactly where to yeah, be in attack, can, where be to, to be in defence. The good teams can switch between formations, can't they? I agree with you. They need to work on it. I do agree with that. But you know, Silva's proven he's a very, very good coach. He has that's his favourite formation. It's, you know, to him, he, he he's used to playing that formation. Yes, but, that, but again, just, look look at. The luck we've had with injuries. I mean, it, I mean, it's a b- bizarre conversation. But if Gamab, if Gabamin's fit, if Gomez is available today, maybe we go to Bournemouth with a different system. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I just think I don't know what you think, Matt. I just think you just mentioned it's important to be flexible. I just think you know teams know how to set up against us. You know, and, and I do agree with you. Yeah, it is a little bit sort of that wasn't what cost us today. But I also felt that with the, you know with the personnel we've got. We just need to be able to, you know, the players are good enough to be able to, to to be adaptable for me. And I just thought, you know, it's just immensely frustrating, really, because I just think we, we should have got something out of the game. With, with with that side, with that squad, and going back to the original question of is it better than, than what we had available last season? Yeah, we should be going there for me and getting something from the game, there's no question. It's not a case of that, that's not being big headed, saying we're Everton near Bournemouth, because, you know, we're a better side. It's the way we played, it we, is. we should have got something out of the game. Without the individual errors, I don't think a lot of people on it. Some people, some respected people, I really respect on Twitter were coming out saying that was awful, that was lethargic, that was poor, it was sloppy. I don't think it was that at all. I don't think it was that at all. I thought we zipped it about quite nicely in patches. You know, you know, a couple of times away where we got on the half term, some lovely touches. Look great going forward. Yeah, Dina looked the threat again. Or Dean, sorry, looked the threat again, getting in behind. You know, even when Bernard came on, they were they were you know creating chances. It's just. It's just really, really, really frustrating. It is. Um, and you can see why Silver would be really, really frustrated. And that's why these calls, again, you know, we've played five, we've won two, we've lost two, we've drawn one. And some team, some some people are saying that we should be on 15 points. I mean, that's absolutely ludicrous. He's, in, he's integrating new players. We've had injuries. You know, he's integrating young lads as well. I mean, mm. why, should we, why should we be on and, 15 and points? This, it's not an e, the Premier League is not... A walkover. This like is some exactly leads. my you know point. I mean? we, at this point in time, we've got a weaker squad than we had when we finished the season. I'm not saying we've got a weaker squad overall. I think the, the potential is better going forward. But I think right now, for this first block of games, we're not the same Everton that finished the end of last season, where we looked like we could beat anybody. We yeah, went on a run then. We were, in a, we were yeah. on a really, a really good, as as Roberto Martins would say, in a really good moment. Yeah. Yeah. So we, got, we didn't want the season to end, did we really? Because we were playing yeah. some, some really, really top stuff. But, but that confidence breeds confidence, isn't it? It does, it does, yeah. and, it, and it will Keen come. Keane looked like Beresi at the back. Yeah, no, but, no, that's but let's, let's just let's just hope, in a looking forward now, let's just hope that we can we can rekindle some of that quality football that we, that we have seen at times this season. I think we will eventually, but I just think... You know, we've, we've, got, we've got a Sheffield United side who... If I think of adapters to the Premier League, okay. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't think they look a bad side at all. They've been a little bit unlucky in games. They uh, look tough to beat, don't they? Yeah, they had a goal disallowed against Southampton. And it was, it was marginal. It was yeah. the, the, someone who didn't actually touch the ball got given offside. And I, I don't think they're a bad Very side. Very ropey decision, that one. It, it was a little... I, I get why it was given, but the, the point is they're going, to be, they're going to be a tough side, I think, to, to play against. Good from set pieces. Well, well, yeah. Hopefully What's their record so far this season? And do we know how, how, how they um, how they played? Are they, I know are they? they've um, like you said they've not started too badly. No, well, so, lucky a couple of games. So far, so far they're sitting 15th. So they've won one, drawn two, lost two. Um, yeah. Who do they beat? So they've not had a particularly they, they've not had a particularly great start in terms of results and you know getting points on the board. But I think I say, think they've they've looked all right. Um, we'll look up to see who they've actually who yeah. they've beaten. Was it? Oh, yeah. To uh, beat Palace one 0 Was it? Yeah, beat so Palace a tight game. So you know, and and they, they went away to Chelsea. Do you so well? Don't forget. 
So to, though they, they've done some really really good good things. They haven't been battered, you know, two with Bournemouth away, one all, got beat by Leicester and got beat by by Southampton. So they're gonna be they're gonna be a, they won't a, be a, a, walkover, a, a puzzle, it? I think, next uh, next weekend at Goodison. But I'm just hoping that we can, as I say, find a bit of bit of form in front of our own fans and, and get another three points on the board because the start of the season, you know. It's all you know. We all look at the fixes when you come out, and we we analyze them, and we thought you know it would be six games before we play Man City. The optimist would say eighteen points. The realist would say probably twelve points, thirteen points. We're looking at potentially getting ten points as a maximum now from mm. our our first six games. Now that wouldn't be a particularly fantastic return, would it? No, when you put it like that, overall probably not. But there's some of those games where we should should have got way more than we did out of them and like I said before I mean you know it's, it's cost us uh, some little stupid things have cost us in those games but we are where we are now you know Silva's got to literally just start again clean slate let's go into that game I think if we get anywhere near our level at home, at home we, we should be uncomfortably shouldn't we I know they've been tough to crack and things like that but if we get anywhere near our level certainly with our home form you know, we should be able to beat them comfortably. Well, one thing uh, I always like to look at when with teams who were, who were going to play is formation. Now, when they played Southampton, they, they played a 3 5 two. Yeah, they played wing backs, don't they? And overlapping centre backs they like to play. Well, I, I love sides. So you won't be for that, Pete. <laughs> I, I love sides who come to Goodison who are not the sort of top three, four sides who play 3 5 two because it plays right into our hands. Wolves did it. Hmm. They'd had ill discipline. That's massively with our full backs, isn't it? Well, they, and, and they had ill disciplined. For wing backs, didn't he? Wolves on the day, uh, for me in terms of defensively, they were great going forward. But in terms of, I mean, look at the goal that uh, Wobie scored, where what a Terry just stood in and walked past them. So if you've got if you've got wing backs who are not particularly disciplined, it, it could be a massacre. But on the other hand, if they're more defensively minded, we, we could find it hard. But I think you know, yeah, that that may play into our hands on uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. If they play with wing backs, I do agree with that. That will make us, you know, be, you know, it should allow us to get in behind a lot more, yeah. shouldn't it? Because you know, we have historically sometimes against some of the, the the team struggled to break these these sort of guys these sort of guys down. You know, that little bit of guile, that little bit of trickery. I do think there is a bit more in there now. I've seen enough from Awobi recently to you know to, to break teams down. He has got that eye for a pass. He's got a great touch. He, you know, he's a bit unlucky with a couple of things today that could have easily come off. Um, I just think, yeah, it's we we should we should for me we should win that game, uh, and then we got is it Chef Wednesday straight after that, isn't it? Um, yeah, the following yeah the following Tuesday, isn't it? Before we we have City City at home. See, that's an opportunity then to get through as well, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, so. it is. It is. I mean, I think the thing the thing with the game on on Saturday is you know I think it's so key that we get we get three points there going into obviously another big week I mean the big weeks come come thick and fast the cup is so important for us to get through to that next round it's it's massive we've got a great chance going away tough game at Hillsborough good good side you know they won again against Huddersfield they've got a new mind here they mm. have me and Gary Monk, Gary Monk. Um, so that's going to be a tough game but you know we've got City the following week so I think it's really really important that we we go into the you know um, next week with, with some real real positivity as you say I think we've got we've got players in that side now the likes of the will be Bernard still, Richarlison, you know, he's back to scoring, assist again for the uh, for Calvert-Lewin. And lucky not to score as well, he had a couple scoring. of chances, yeah, he had exactly. a header as well, didn't he Pete, that was just past the post. It's like he's getting sharper to me. He is, and you know, we, we all know, he, he does his best work in the box, doesn't he, he he's, he's alive where, and, and I just hope that, it's a setback, it is a setback today, but let's not forget what what we can do. We are we are great at home. We you know we don't concede many at home, but we we, we tend to pick up the last seven games. We're unbeaten at home, and the you know it's important that we we sort of knuckle down over the course of this week and and get back to winning ways. And I fully expect us to against a, a side who made a decent start. I think in terms of life in the Premier League, they've got a good manager in Chris Wilder. You know, totally respect what he's done for that club and where he's brought them from and what have you. They're made up of you know the the start eleven against. Um, against Southampton it was solely British and Irish players which is just an absolute rarity mm. in Premier League Very rare, you know, in, in this, this year even looking look at the bench they only had two players who were uh, born outside of Britain and Ireland that was Mo Bessage being one and uh, Moussa the French forward 
So the rest of them were, were, the of them were had it in before. Well, they've got Bessic and Jagielka, isn't it? Homecoming of Jags, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that's who he was on the bench uh, against Southampton. So hopefully Jags does make make a bit of an appearance. Yeah. I'd love to see Jagielka back. You know, you get a great reception. Oh, I'll get a great reception. It'd be fantastic for him if he does come back. And even on the bench, just in the squad, even Bessic to get a good reception. He won't be able to play, will he? Bessic is loan. Of course, yeah, yeah. he's on loan, isn't he? Yeah, another one that we couldn't uh, get out on a payment deal, was it? So... But like, but Jack, yeah, it could be fantastic if he could get a, get some game time. Of course, be, be, be brilliant. But I suspect that he. Hopefully, he'll come on as a second man. Also, when we're four and left or something. <laughs> <laughs> if he does come on though, and it's not for certain amount of reasons, it'd be because they're winning one 0 and he want to show things up. So uh, I'm not that keen to see him. To be honest with you. Well, the, the rumor on Gomez, it's a rib injury, isn't it? Apparently. Yeah, and we all work what they what they could be like with Richardson last season. So it might be unlikely that he'll be available. So it could potentially be the same midfield unless Silva's willing to make a, a big call. I'm getting Davis in there, me at home against Sheffield United. I think Tom Davis comes into the side. More for 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 Schneider. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just too it's it just doesn't work in those kind of games. I think Davis would be a bit more progressive. Delf Delf can sit. You you don't need as much discipline. I don't think at home to Sheffield United than you would do away at Bournemouth so Delph could potentially sit there and just say to Davis go but Davis plays some really good stuff as a as a holding midfielder for England in the uh, he's in very Murray. good one very Murray, very yeah. good well I think you see the same team bar Calvert-Lewin I think Moise Keane comes in and he keeps the rest the same I think Keane comes yeah but we, we said yeah it, it's I think we're going to see a lot of rotation with those two at home it, it suits Keane better he'll probably get a bit more space as well especially with them playing playing 3-5-2 um, but yeah, what are your thoughts in terms of how it's going to finish? Predictions. What were all the predictions for, for last week? We think we all said. Well, I, 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 I said win. I always say win. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You were playing. You said lots of this. Yeah. You said draw, didn't you? Did the draw? Did I? Yeah. Point yeah. is, no one said, said no one said we were going to get beat. So yeah. We, yeah. we've lost again. Um, but thoughts, yeah, Pete. Prediction. Well, I think it's going to be a two 0 we're going to get clean sheet and uh, Moise Keane's going to get a brace. Galazzo's all over the place. Love it. Um, for me, I think, um, yeah, I think we'll have too much room. Hopefully we'll score early um, and it could go on to be a comfortable win. Then I reckon I reckon 3-0, three, three I would say. I think Keane will get his first goal. I think Richarlison will get a brace. Yeah, we need to set, um, we need to set the car down, don't we? Get, get something in first 15, 20. Get on, see if we can sign, get on top of that game then. Then fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think as well. You're gonna go with with Pete. There. I think it's two 0 is what I'd, I'd look at. Um, I think we'll be too strong for them on the day. They, they're gonna come to Goodison and look for a draw. I think they're gonna sit fairly deep with that three at the back. I think the wing backs will be probably pair sort of pen back as well. But I do think we'll, we will break them down eventually. I think two 0 I think we're gonna see uh, a goal from Yamina Header. From a corner, and we're going to see, um, yeah, we'll see Cavalier going on two and two. You, you, you mean Amina's going to back there? I've, yeah. I've got to sing with Amina from corners, yeah. After, after the goal we scored for um, Colombia against England in the World Cup last year, and he rose above everyone, headed the ball down. I just got a feeling he's just going to bag an absolute belter and header. Well, I hope either way, both him and uh, Michael Keane have better games than they had today. They need to, don't they? It's, it's, I think it's massively important that the, the two of them. Um, have better games against you know they attacked the uh, you've got McBurney and McGoldrick for Sheffield United the team should have a better game they're not particularly we shouldn't be causing major issues but we know it's, it's been a bit of a downfall um, over the course of the last well the first five games of the season but before we finish we've got a couple of we've got a, a little section now that we're going to title really boring any other business now anyone's got any any better titles for this part of the show then, then please, please let us know. But um, first things first. Let's let's have a let's we'll have a little look at the at the fantasy league, aren't we? In terms of how yeah, give it a few games, didn't we? To see how we get. We did on. say the cream of those guys at the top. Um, after this week, I'm not so sure, but because I'm still not at the top. But the, the, the <laughs> I've had I've had a yeah a ropey start really. Who's top now then? Well, top. Give a shout we'll, out to we'll, the top, we'll do, top three. We'll do, top three. We'll do top three. Okay. So coming in, it's like here, top of the pops is. Coming in in third place is Welsh Toffs, one of your lads here, Lee. Yeah. Uh, Craig Sopper, Sopper, I apologise if I said it wrong. Um, sitting in third place. Above him is Proper Knockout, which is, is Jimmy Garung's team. 
and top of the league. Fantastic name, this. Octonauts FC, Reese Davis. Another well she there. Not, yeah, it's currently currently top. Um, we're, we're, we're not doing... doing You'll just scroll down quite hey, a bit. I'm in, the, I'm in the mix. The points haven't updated yet. I'll be, I'll be close to you. You're top 10, so you're ninth. Yeah, that's as we've said though previously, Pete always tails off at some point, so don't, don't read too much. Yeah, don't get that. too excited, Pete. He'll have played his, his wild card. Me and He's the Haven't you played your wild card already, Pete, haven't you? I, I'm sorry, I'm struggling to find where you are in this table. Are you in this league? <laughs> well, <laughs> Lee, Lee Shogun is uh, 38th. I'm showing sure is 47th. But you know, there's there's a few points between us. You know, Pete. Yeah, you, you look good at the moment, but like we say, that that won't last much longer. Yeah. Uh, I've just been unlucky this week with. I mean, Adrian scored a hat trick. I took the captaincy off him. We scored a hat trick. Scored a sudden on goal. Got, got booked. No, but I'm start. We lost points for scoring on goals and getting booked. But that, that's the. You still had him, mate. You still had him. Yeah, clever pick for me. That I've had him for a few weeks actually as well. So not, I didn't jump on the bandwagon like the the ones you have Pookie in the side because he scored a few goals. So you wouldn't have him for Everton, but you have him in your fantasy, yeah. Yeah, because it's all it's a points game, isn't it? It's a points <laughs> game. You know, prizes are off here. You know, we're not, we're not messing the hand. But no, it's it's you know it's it's definitely it's, dizzy and heights the top ten for Pete. There, he'll do well to finish in the top fifteen. There's only sixty teams. <laughs> yeah, we've got all this recorded. And we've got 127 teams in this league, so it's, it's a great yard. It's a busy league. This will be well finished top 100 then. Peter be down here, I don't doubt it for a minute because he's played all his, uh, his, his wild cards. <laughs> Triple captain. Triple captain, bench boost, the works. They've all been, they've all been played. They'll play me captain. They've all been played. So, yeah, so, you know, it, it's competitive so far. So, you know, don't forget to do your teams each week because I'm, I'm one of them who I always, after about sort of 10 games, I forget them. You know, That's your excuse, isn't it? But when, when, yeah, when, when you're when you when you're not in even sort of top ten, you sort of forget these things. But I would say everyone keep on keep on board with that. Secondly, second part of any other business, anyone who listens on iTunes, do us a favour, just give us a quick review if you can, a few words, comments, give us a, a rating out of five stars if you can do. Uh, it goes a long way for ourselves, and we, we would appreciate that. And finally, to finish off on. Just been in, in, in discussions literally just now with the, the lads, the, the county road bobblers. Uh, it was behind the Moist Keen banner for the Man City game, obviously shown live on Sky Sports. As a lot of you will know, we got a, a Moist Keen Galato shirt produced uh, going back probably about sort of four or six weeks ago now. We had our first batch sold really well. We appreciate everybody who bought the shirt. Yeah, everyone, thanks to those who sent some pictures in as well. We'll, we'll, we'll get some of those. Yeah, we, we, love, we love seeing people obviously wearing, wearing the most keen shirts, as does uh, AFC base as well, who obviously did the, the, the design for us as well. We had a great bit. Give a shout-out. Who was the guys that sent in from, from New York? Yeah, we so we, some it, great it, went, it went, uh, went stateside there. So it was the, the New York City Evertonians who, who got on board. Um so they actually sent us a picture today from watching the game over over in New York. There were six of them all wearing the shirts. Um, give them a follow. So it's at NYC underscore Evertonians. And the, um, the, the actual Twitter handle for those who bought them was at Good Pep. So give them a follow on Twitter. Everton fans, stateside, really good to hook up with them. So we've been in touch, as I say, with the County Road Bobblers. And... Obviously, with the most keen banner, it's getting a lot of coverage at the moment, and rightly so. Fan- fantastic that that Everton fans, the club, have got on board with with obviously showing some support to some most keen who, who suffered um, obviously racial slurs and a match over in Italy last season. What we've decided to do on the back of that, and in discussions with them and, and with their permission as well, is we're going to reopen um, the share sales for the for the most keen Galato shares up until Wednesday coming. Uh, which will be the 18th, if not not mistaken. So anyone who wants to buy a shirt, get your orders in before basically late night on uh, on Wednesday. The £20 a shirt, what we've said is for every shirt that we sell, £5 will be donated to kick it out. Uh, yeah, great, great cause, uh, totally worthwhile. We want to see as many people as we can wearing them on the day for the City game. We, you know, we, we look out for them. You know, it, it brings us a lot of lot of great pride to see people wearing this year. So if you want to buy one, usual Twitter handle at your HT podcast, let us know, send us a message, let us know your size, we'll get the order in and we will guarantee that if you go to the game on the uh, the Man City game, we will guarantee you'll have your share for that game. So let us know. So on that note, positive note to end on that after a yeah. a, a poor mm-hmm. a poor game against Bournemouth. Thanks for listening. We'll we'll catch you next week 
after the um, Sheffield United game, where we look back at that, we'll look ahead to a busy week away at Sheffield Wednesday in the, the Carabao slash Coca-Cola Cup, and also the big game at Goodison Park the following week uh, against the champions, Man City. So we'll catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.